Booster is excited to support DIA Schools Collaborative on furthering their mission to strengthen Catholic schools. Booster is a one-stop shop for all your fundraising needs, offering a wide range of services from fitness fundraisers to product sales, custom gear, and more. Visit ChooseBooster.com to find out how you can make Booster your fundraising partner this school year. Welcome to Follow to Lead, where we discover how to listen for and follow God's call so that we might lead others to God. Our shared stories of inspiration from religious leaders and those active in the educational ministry of the church can help you know better how God is calling you and the role passionate Catholic education plays in spreading His message of faith, hope, and love. Now please welcome the hosts of Follow to Lead, Father Randy Sly and Kyle Pietrantonio. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ the Teacher teaches to listen, teaches to do the deep listening to the sounds of our soul, waiting to hear your voice calling us to cast down deeper, to become fishers of men and women, shepherds of souls, to follow your will in order to lead others to the truth, beauty, and goodness only you can offer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to Follow to Lead, a journey twice a month into the world of Catholic education, exploring what it means to follow God in order to lead others to Him. I'm Father Randy Sly, your host, and today we will be talking with Dan Donaldson, Vice President of the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. Now, Dan worked in the pharmaceutical industry for 20 years before joining the Augustan Institute in 2015, where he helped launch the Formed platform and oversaw their diocesan partnerships. He then worked with Chris Stefanik at Real Life Catholic to help increase their reach to share the love of Jesus with more souls. And then Dan joined the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance in October of 2022 and is passionate about expanding its ministry to men worldwide. Dan resides in Colorado with his wife, Andrea, of 30 years, and their five children. So, Dan, welcome to the program. It's a blessing and honor to be with you. Thanks so much. And one thing that's not mentioned in that short bio is I'm an educator. I was... I'm a trained, I was a high school teacher and coach the first part of my career. So it's a blessing to be on this podcast. Oh, wow. Well, that's great, Dan. And I think that you're among kindred spirits then with all of us here on Follow to Lead. That's wonderful to know what, well, you can tell us about this because we do like to give our guests an opportunity to tell a little bit about background and some of your upbringing. So could you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. The most important thing are, are my relationships. The number one relationship in my life is with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's the most important. He's the most important person in my life. The second most important person is my wife, Andrea, and then our, our five kids ranging. And they're, they're actually, we've been, Andrea and I've been married for 31 years and we have five kids ranging from ages 30 down to 14. So we're, we're extraordinarily blessed and I'm just, I'm deeply grateful. I, I love my God. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my life. Um, so I've said that a few yeah. times. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. But in 
professionally, I have worked in the, the Catholic nonprofit world since 2015. Prior to that, I had a, a, a wonderful career in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, which I loved and was really, I, I did love it. It was a lot of fun. And I actually, I'm a, as I mentioned just a moment ago, I'm a trained educator. And this was an opportunity for me to take my training as an educator and apply it to my love for business and my love for people and, and improving their lives. Uh, and, and really loved what I did in the pharmaceutical industry. I specialized in endocrinology and diabetes for a couple of decades in sales and sales leadership roles, large, leading large sales teams. And I learned in 2015 that the pharma company that I was working for started doing human embryonic stem cell research, and that kills people. And I quickly learned that that was fairly rampant. Well, it was rampant, not fairly. It was rampant throughout the my sector of the industry. Right. And I, I knew ostensibly that my career was over because uh, I couldn't, as a primary revenue generator for the organization, I could not justify, you know, producing revenue while at the same time killing people. So I began a no novena to St. Joseph the Worker because I needed to find new work. <laughs> and in the middle of that novena, Dr. Tim Gray of the Augustine Institute approached me, and we are old friends. And we were part of the same same, same homeschool network, and I coached his son in baseball for, for six years. But he approached me, and he knew my business background and said, you know, we're launching this platform called Formed. Would you be interested in coming to help us to to launch that? So that was right in the middle of that novena. So St. Joseph really answered my prayers very rapidly, and I was very blessed to be a part of that that organization and launching the formed platform for five years so that that led me into this this catholic nonprofit world that when went then went to real life catholic with chris stefanik where i helped him navigate through covid with his organization and now i'm at the catholic men's leadership alliance which is truly my passion i've been involved in ministry to men on a volunteer basis since 2007 mm -hmm. and i have seen my own life deeply impacted by ministry to men, by gathering with other men to share faith and share life with one another personally, that for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's been a blessing to be, to, to do Bible studies with men, be hanging out with men on a regular basis, but also to walk through life because we've, we, we all go through ups, ups and downs. My family, my wife had brain cancer, but we had a son that, that had, very rare testicular cancer we've had some children with some very significant other health issues and we've also had some really great highs in our life some just great blessings in our life as well and we've been able to celebrate those highs and and walk through those lows with this the group of brothers and now yeah. that's what i get to do professionally is encourage that for other men well, now, there are several different Catholic men's groups around. Can you tell us a little bit about the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, its mission, and even how it began? Yes. Uh, thanks for asking. So that, what a great 
question too. There are several different groups and we love them. So a key word in our title is alliance. We actually have over 40 different organizations that we partner with, such as the Knights of Columbus, That Man Is You, Capon's Men, Just a Guy on the Pew, the Augustine Institute, Word on Fire Institute, and the, the list goes on and on mm -hmm. and on. What we do as an organization is we want to be an umbrella organization that helps us collectively work together to make all those resources and beautiful apostolates available to men and make them more well-known so that more men can access, access them. The Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance was founded in 2018 by Robert Tunmeyer, Father Larry Richards, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Kevin O'Brien, and several other incredible men that really were involved in ministry to men, but saw all these mm -hmm. different groups, different kind of, and they were a little bit siloed, you know, really maybe right. not working together or not, not intentionally not working together, just trying to do their own thing. But so what, what we as an organization do, we try to gather us all together. Okay, because our motto is very simple. Strengthen the man, strengthen the family, strengthen the family, strengthen the church, strengthen the church, transform the culture. We do three things to do that. We put on inspiring events like our Heroic Men Summit coming up on September 9th, which is a totally free event with some great speakers like Matthew Kelly, Andreas Vidmer, Jeff Joquin. You can learn more about that at heroicmen.com and register for free there. But we do those every single quarter. Those are free. Thousands of men all over planet Earth join us for those. So that's the first thing, inspiring events. The second thing is engaging resources. We have a free platform called heroicmen.com. And it's a free app, literally full of thousands of videos, audio books, audio talks, ebooks and, and so forth to help men grow in their faith but specifically our hope is that men use this platform for small groups right okay? and that takes us to the third area leadership coaching we coach on on two things and it's all related about getting men to gather together we coach on men's conferences and small groups and i, I repeat this 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 is a scripture passage that just means the world to me and, and what we do. It's Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25. Let us consider how to lift up one another to love and good works, not forsaking the gathering together as is the habit of some, but encouraging each other and all the more as, as we see the day drawing near. We need to gather together and especially men. Men need yes. men. Iron sharpens iron is not a platitude. Okay. Right. It is a real deal. And if you think about that analogy, iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. Like I said, it's not just a, a, like a, a fun saying or a rally cry. If you think about iron sharpening iron, that's metal on metal. Right. And that's abrasive. There's some friction there. But with that abrasive, that, that abrasion and that friction in love, Men can be strengthened in their faith. They can strengthen one another and sharpen each other so that we can be sharp for Jesus and his church. And I, in looking through your website, realized that you're not trying to become parachurch alongside the church, but going right into the church through the dioceses and local parishes. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Oh, yes. Thank you for asking. I love this. The beauty of our Catholic faith is that we have a church that has existed since Pentecost at 33 AD, approximately thereabouts, right? Our church has, has existed through that entire time. And so we have apostolic secession through our bishops, and we have a structural church that's so beautiful and we celebrate the mass every single day and all over the world and working within the in that church with the authority of our bishops and our priests working with them to build up men in parishes in dioceses that's the beauty of the structural church it's not disjointed it's it well in, in some cases it can be <laughs> but ideally we we should all be working together collaborating with one another to lift up the body of Christ that that is such a a key thing for us to think about dan is the whole thing of working together where we we're not a me and jesus church it is all of us together that are wanting to work for, you know, the common good of all and and for all of that. Now, I was the president. Can I make a comment really quickly? Sure, sure. I, I, let me make a comment of my uh, uh, a spiritual father to me, and he's since he passed away just a little over a year ago, Bishop Michael Sheridan of the Diocese of Colorado Springs. And we talked about this, this personal, you know, some of our Protestant brothers and sisters, of which I was one at one time, um, talk about this personal relationship with Jesus Christ, which is beautiful. Okay, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. Right. Bishop Sheridan took a little bit of a wrinkle to that. He says, I have a relationship with the person of Jesus Christ through his church. Right. And I love how he explain that so succinctly and and accurately in that way thank i thanks i just thought of that yeah i i I think that's so much that is a a great way for us to look at it because we do emphasize the fact that we do have that relationship with christ but it is not just a an individual as you know as much as that is a part of our baptism and confirmation but that also invites us into the whole of the church that we are all one together in that relationship. And, you know, the the source and summit of that, of course, is found in the Eucharist and that we share together, which is wonderful. Now, I was the president of a Catholic high school for a number of years, and weekly we had small groups for young men as well as for young women. I'm wondering on your website or through your materials, do you have any programs that work with young people or would work well in schools? We are developing that. That that is an ongoing process right now. One of the organizations that we're starting to partner with is Young Catholic Professionals. And we are really seeking especially to engage young men in their late teens 20s and 30s we know the statistics that we're we're, we're really hemorrhaging as a church in in with with younger people right and we do need to reach younger people especially into their teens because i think the statistics are that approximately 70 plus percent of our of our teens are leaving the church before their 17th birthday 
And so connecting with them beforehand. I love what you just said, Father. So I would love to learn from you and incorporate some of the things that you did about getting young young men and women uh, to gather together in small groups. It's got to start younger, where we create relationships with one another and trusting relationships, sharing where we have vulnerability, we have accountability with one another and transparency with one another so that we can lay, lead each other to Christ. It's, it, like you said, it's not just me and Jesus, it's us and Jesus. Well, one of the things that has always been in throughout my years of ministry that's been a burden is the crisis that we have in our culture, especially it's been emphasized in recent recent years, is the crisis of of manhood of of young men and you know even boys and younger men really having an opportunity to come into their manhood there's no uh, ceremony you know some cultures there is a ceremony that officially brings a boy into its man into his manhood and we don't really have a lot of of opportunities for that in our current Current culture. Just again, thinking about you having a background in education and all that, from your experience, where is our culture today and what do we need to do for our young boys and our young men to really help them to be introduced in a healthy way into manhood? We need to raise up fathers. Period. When I taught, high school i taught in a rural impoverished area where 80 percent of the students of the high school that i taught at excuse me it was in the 70 percent 70 percent of the kids had some type of gang affiliation right 80 percent of the children in that high school lived in a home where their biological father was not present. Mm -hmm. We have a crisis of fatherhood. We we have it, and and you asked, what are we doing? This this you you're going to get me on a soapbox here, okay? You asked the earlier question, what are we doing to help young young men and women, our young men especially, be in small groups? I think the key thing the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance is doing is focusing on their fathers mm -hmm. and focusing on and men and helping them to be the father that they are called to be by our, our heavenly father. We have a father in heaven that loves us deeply. And if I could, I, I want to just share my own personal story, is, if that's okay. Oh, absolutely. Um, I am the fifth child of my biological father and, and my mother. My biological father left my mom when she was pregnant with me. And my mother was a single mommy of five kids for, five, for four years. And then my father who raised me, who is my hero, Jim Buchan is his name. He just passed away last, late last year. December of 2022, he stepped into our lives and had an instant family, but he was there. Was he perfect? No, but he was present. He was present. He was there for me. 
I, he coached mm-hmm. my little league baseball team. He came to all of my games, you know, football, basketball, baseball, all of my band concerts, every, you know, he was, he was there. He was present in my life. And I, that's what we need. We, we need fathers who are present. So what, what's the issue now? I, I think in large part, the family has, has been under extreme attack. Fathers have been under extreme attack. We live in a country where I think greater than 50% of children will go to bed tonight in a home without their biological father. And we need to raise up men to be the fathers to their children that they've been called to be. That's such a key key point. I know in studies that I did, this was years ago, on father absence, which is a father that actually lives in the home but isn't really participating much in the life of their children. Maybe they work too much, whatever it might be. And one of the things the study pointed out is that if a father is non-participating but in the home, that the child actually grows up more healthy if the father were dead than there but non-participating because he's such a negative role model just from his non-participation. So it really does bring us to the point of realizing how important it is to participate in your family as a father, you know, to be involved. And and what does that mean? That that's the, I think that's a question we fathers need to ask ourselves. Yeah. What, what, and, and, and we all falter. Look, I mean, I've struggled. I'm, I'm, I'm an aholic in, in many <laughs> different facets. Workaholic would be one of them. But refocusing, turning off our phones, praying with our our children, spending turn turning off our phones, eating dinner with our family. There's a simple way right there. Turning off every single electronic device, sitting down, eat, praying and eating with our families at night, praying with our children before bed, going, not just going to mass on Sundays, but reading the mass readings ahead of time, take an extra 20 minutes. You could do it on the way to mass. I, I'd propose maybe do it at breakfast or do it the evening before. Walk your, walk your family, walk your children through, let them read the scriptures to you. What does that say to you? Ask them the question, what did the Holy Spirit say to you when you read that? Mm-hmm. Learn from them, invite them into a deeper relationship with our Lord through their relationship with you. And there are some simple ways to do that. I'm thinking of a, a painting that was done by Norman Rockwell many years ago when you were talking and it's a picture of a Sunday morning in a home. In fact, I think it's called Sunday morning. And Rockwell has the man sitting there in his pajamas and a robe with a cup of coffee reading the paper. And all the rest of the family is marching off to church. And they're, mm. in, they're in line. There's the mother, an older daughter, a younger daughter, and then the boy. And they're all kind of walking off to church and they're looking forward except for the little boy. And as they're walking away, you know, uh, across the living room there, 
the little boy is looking back at his father. A fascinating in a painting where, again, you don't know if the little boy is thinking, why isn't dad going? Or is he thinking, well, I can't wait until I'm able to be like that. You know, that's a fascinating thing. But really, the point that you're bringing out is such a key one that the fathers are such a significantly important part of the formation of the manhood in their in their boys. Well, think about that too. Think about this, and a lot lot of your audience are are leaders in Catholic education. Just imagine if we had the fathers that are sending their children to Catholic school involved in the, in their in their faith in their spiritual upbringing not just their academic you know success at school but their spiritual success imagine if if those men and it doesn't take the uh, imagine if 10% of those men what if at your school you gave an opportunity for the fathers of the students of of uh, at your school you provided an opportunity for maybe donuts and coffee in a small group setting on a weekly basis or a couple times a week give a couple of options for 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 dads to come hang out with one another and talk about stuff and talk about what's happening with their kids and pray together have a study together Imagine if we could if we could get ten percent of those daddies involved. I I, th- I think that it would it would it would be shocking. We would be shocked about how in what a how that would become a movement. All it takes is a as a few good men to to stand up for their families and and raise their children in the faith, and we can do great things. It's interesting you bring that up. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a couple of our teachers who were involved in the Duke and Altum Schools Fellowship Program, which is a, a place for them to do a year's worth of research. And one of the teachers is a teacher who was formerly taught for me at St. Michael High School, went on to teach at another high school now, St. James. In fact, he's a graduate of the Augustan Institute and worked for four. Right. His, yeah, his name was Austin Krauss. And uh, I know Austin. Oh, he's an amazing man. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Well, Austin has begun just that at St. James, having a group for fathers and a group for mothers. So way to go, Austin. Way to go. That's thank you for sharing that. We need to talk about the Austins of the world. Austin Krauss, way to go. And if you're listening to this, are you the next Austin Krauss? Are you are you the or are Jane Krauss? Sorry. Yeah. Maria Cross, are you are you the mommy that's going to start a group? Are you the daddy that's going to start a group? I love 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 that and and Austin, I, as if I if I remember correctly, he's got multiple kids now and they're and they're yeah. little. He's a busy dude. I I love that he's he's doing that and showing. What a great great example! I hope you're listening, Austin. I'm so proud to hear this. Yeah, it's it's wonderful to see the the fruit of uh, of this type of ministry. In fact, he started with the dads, and the mom said, "Hey, we want to do the same thing." So it's it's become, a, I think, a key ingredient for the future. 
I'm going to just throw this out there. You do not. So Austin is a graduate of the Augustan Institute. He has a master's degree in theology. He's an extraordinarily bright young man. He's, he's incredible. You do not need a master's in theology to lead a small group. Okay. You, you just simply need to have a love for the Lord and trust in the Holy Spirit and an interaction with your pastor for spiritual guidance and approval you know, from your pastor, your principal, whatever, to get things going. You do not need um, a, a, a master's in theology to do this. God needs you right where you're at, your life experiences, your love for him to share with, with other people. And if you're a man that wants help with getting a small group started, contact us at info at catholicmenleaders.org. Again, email us at info at catholicmenleaders.org. I get every one of those emails. I will personally respond to you. We will help you. We will. We have leadership coaches all over North America, and one of them or me will be in contact with you to give you to help you get something started. So this is exciting, Father Randy. Say thanks for chatting about that. I think that's the Holy Spirit. Well, I do too. And I, I love the fact that the school can become a catalyst, not just for the yes. education and formation of the young, but transformation of the family. And that's one of the things that Duke and Altum really sees is that, in a sense, the uh, the school can function as parish for their families. Talk to me just a second, as far as like our male teachers in the schools really can have an impact on the boys. Talk about a little bit of how male teachers, men teachers can kind of form themselves to be that kind of an example. You need to read the book, Making Missionary Disciples by Curtis Martin, who's the founder of the Catholic Men's Leadership, excuse me, he's the founder of FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, Curtis Martin. The book is called Making Missionary Disciples. And there are three ingredients that, that are characteristics that a missionary disciple needs. Number one is divine intimacy. You need to, we all need, man or woman, we all need to be focusing on our relationship with our Lord, our maker, spend time with him, pray, really get to know your Lord and maker and spend time with him. Spend time in Eucharistic adoration if you can. May, set time aside, but set time aside every single day. It could be 10 minutes, could be 20 minutes, could be 30 minutes. Set time aside to have divine intimacy with your Lord. The second ingredient is authentic friendships, okay? Now, your students, you, you, I, you know, you're not going to have a, a friendship relationship with them as a teacher-student relationship, but it can be an authentic teaching relationship and an authentic teaching relationship out of love, love for and willing the good of the other. That's true love is willing the good of your students and doing so without agenda, but authentically willing their good out of, out of love for them. And the third ingredient is having clarity and conviction for spiritual multiplication. Okay. And what I mean by that, and what Curtis expands upon in the book, is the Second Timothy verse, chapter two, verse two. Look that verse up. It's called. It, it, in what I what I referred to that verse is it's second generation discipleship. 
St. Paul was writing to Timothy and he was telling Timothy, hey, dude, go find other men that are faithful, good men, okay? And that's you. You're listening to this. You're a teacher in a Catholic high school, Duke and Altam, set out into the deep, brother, okay? And that's you. But also be good. Focus on the next man. Focus on the next generation, and not just you, but be focused on the next generation of who you can help disciple to lead other men, to other young men yourself, and find those men that are, that can lead others as well. So it continues on. Uh, that's a clarity and conviction of spiritual multiplication. I just highly, highly, highly recommend that book by Curtis Martin. Uh, it's a short and quick and easy read. It's only 60 pages long. It's called Making Missionary Disciples. Yeah, I, I want to commend that book as well. It's a fantastic resource and an, an inspiring book as well. And, mm. you know, I think one of the things we have to remember, especially in our grade school and high schools, as much as students may remember certain college professors, etc., I still, you know, and I'm decades and decades beyond high school or elementary school, but there are certain teachers, especially some men teachers, male teachers, that I still think about that really made an impact on my life. And it wasn't just about what they taught. It was about who they were. And, you know, I just think we we cannot stress enough how we are models of Christ as teachers my high school biology teacher and PE teacher at DeSales Catholic High School in Walla Walla, Washington, is a man named Kim Cox. He's also my confirmation sponsor. And he has had a deep and profound and lasting impact on my life. And it began, he was walking the walk, living, he was, and still is today. And he's now in his mid-60s, and he's been a mentor to me throughout my life. And I thank God for him. Thanks for sharing that, Father Randy. And it's so exciting to talk with Catholic educators because that's I love that. You're exactly right. You're, you're going to have a lasting impact that's decades long and probably multi-generational upon your students. So it's a it's a privilege and an honor to be speaking with you, Father Randy, and with your audience, who are those people. I'm going to shift our talk for just a second, because I know that tomorrow, September 9th, is a big day for the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, because you're holding your next Heroic Men's Summit. Would you tell us a little bit about that, what the event is? And, and how people can still become involved? Absolutely. Go to heroicmen.com now and register for free for the Heroic Men Summit that is coming up tomorrow, Saturday, September 9th. It goes from 11 a.m. Central to 1 p.m. Central. We're going to have three amazing speakers, Matthew Kelly from Dynamic Catholic, Andreas Vidmer from the Catholic University of America, and Jeff Joaquin, who is a very successful businessman in, in the Florida and they're going to be the theme of this event tomorrow is the gospel of work. And how appropriate is it to be talking about with your educators right now, 
boy, how can you bring the gospel into your work on a daily basis? I mean, that is your work. How what a gift and a blessing. So right. please join us for that event. But you know what? Uh, it's going to be exciting. And by the way, we'll also have a, a special conversation with Peter Blute from the Young Catholic Professionals. He'll be doing a short presentation on St. Jose Maria Escriva, who's the founder of Opus Dei. So we have a fourth speaker as well, but it's going to be a great event. Please join us tomorrow. But I want to encourage you, invite another a man or two or three to join you as well. Get some pizza, watch it together, discuss it. And this that's our hope for this. We even have a discussion guide. You can download it. And we've got easy questions for you to, to utilize for this this heroic men's summit tomorrow the gospel of work and look if you can't join us live register anyway it's going to be recorded and we will have it up on our platform our free platform for men called heroicmen.com after the event and you could have a shoot if tomorrow doesn't work for you do it the following saturday or or friday night get guys together we'll have the videos up and we'll have the discussion guide, and you you can gather together and talk about bringing the gospel into your daily work. I think this is going to be a fun event, whether or not you're even retired, you can still get something out of this, I would, I would imagine. There'll be great resources. Whenever Matthew Kelly is talking, you're going to get some really good meat. Andres Widmore, not only from Catholic University, from the School of Business, but a former Swiss guard. Mm-hmm. So yes, yep. He actually wrote a book, the uh, the, C, the CEO and the Pope. He's been a very very successful entrepreneur and businessman, but yeah, he was a he was a member of the Swiss Guard. So that'll be it's got pie. Join us tomorrow. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait. That'll be good. Now, it's it's virtual. It's online. Is there an opportunity to ask questions at any point? Is there some interaction? There is. There, we will have an open networking time before for 30 minutes where you can connect with other men from throughout North America, actually from all over the world. We actually will have men join us from South Africa, from the Philippines, from Australia. So you can join that. And then with Peter Blute, these talks from Matthew and Andreas and Jeff, those would be more didactic, but the conversation with Peter Blute afterward will be an open conversation with him with Q&A where you can interact with him and ask questions and, and talk with other guys. This is so good because it gives you an opportunity to get a broader spectrum of what God is doing in the hearts and the lives of other men, and hopefully will stir some things going on. So really excited about that. And if you do belong to a men's group in your local church or whatever, it would be great to let them know about this and maybe attend it together, as you said. Maybe, you know, put a video up at the church and go for it. And don't be afraid. Do, do not be afraid to get the word out. Send a text to to your friends. Hey, I just learned about a great event coming up tomorrow. Go to heroicmen.com to check it out. Send that over text, Okay. And don't be afraid to do that. Some guys will be able to make it. Some guys won't. That's not, they're not going to be offended for you being excited. To be, but share that and invite them. Say, hey, guys, you know, there's this great event. Go to heroicmen.com to check it out. But come over to my place if you want for pizza. 
you know, uh, yeah. and, 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 and we'll watch it together. So let's have some fun with this and, um, you know, connect with other guys. Well, Dan, I, I can't thank you enough for being on the program today. This has been really a great deal of fun, but it's been also very, I think, challenging for mm. for us men in terms of how we can look at our lives and see ourselves not only wanting to grow as men of God, but also to become missionary disciples of other men, especially our own our own children that... Uh, that they become followers of Jesus Christ as well. So, Dan Donaldson, thank you so much. And again, if you want information about the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance and the Heroic Men Men's Summit, give us the, the addresses again for those. Sure. So easy, easiest one, go to heroicmen.com to register for the summit tomorrow. If you want to learn about, more about the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, go to our homepage at catholicmenleaders.org, catholicmenleaders.org. And if you're feeling called into leadership and ministry to men, contact us at info at catholicmenleaders.org. Dan, again, thanks so much. And for more information about the Duke and Altum Schools Collaborative, you can visit our website at diaschools.org. If you haven't already done so, please be sure to follow our podcast and to leave a comment to encourage us toward future programming. And may Almighty God bless you. We'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode of Follow to Lead, a production of the Duke and Altum Schools Collaborative. To learn more about finding your own path in your journey of faith, or for more information on what we discussed in today's episode, you are invited to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at diaschools.org. To provide a one-time donation or monthly pledge, please visit our website. Your gift will aid us in providing up-to-date information, additional resources, and other support on how to take Catholic education to a higher level. We look forward to helping you follow God's call to lead others to God right here on Follow to Lead.